Hi, everyone. This season on Full Heart Free Voice Podcast, we are celebrating play and creativity. So at the beginning of each episode for season two, Caitlin and I will be highlighting creative works of joy by Black, Indigenous, people of color, queer, differently abled, and neurodiverse folks. So this month, I'm so excited to share with you the book, The Kiss Quotient by Helen Hong. So this is the description from bookshop.org. A heartwarming and refreshing debut novel that proves one thing. There's not enough data in the world to predict what will make your heart tick. Stella Lane thinks math is the only thing that unites the universe. She comes up with algorithms to predict customer purchases, a job that has given her more money than she knows what to do with, and way less experience in the dating department than the average 30-year-old. It doesn't help that Stella has Asperger's, and French kissing reminds her of a shark getting its teeth cleaned by pilot fish. Her conclusion? She needs lots of practice with a professional, which is why she hires escort Michael Fan. The Vietnamese and Swedish stunner can't afford to turn down Stella's offer and agrees to help her check off all the boxes on her lesson plan, from foreplay to more than missionary position. Before long, Stella not only learns to appreciate his kisses, but crave all of the other things he's making her feel. Their no-nonsense partnership starts making a strange kind of sense, and the pattern that emerges will convince Stella that love is the best kind of logic. (laughs) So I highly recommend The Kiss Quotient, and this is also one in a series of three novels. Um, So if you want to get out there and have a joyful reading um, experience, check it out, and the link is in the show notes. Welcome to the Full Heart Free Voice podcast. I'm Emma Veritas, and I'm a writing coach for folks who want to write authentically on the internet. And I'm Caitlin Bosshart, a life coach for multi-passionate creatives, people who want to create a life of their own design, and wedding coach for couples who want to tie the knot their way. We read books that inspire you to live with a full heart and a free voice. This season, we're reading Big Magic, Creative Living Beyond Fear by Elizabeth Gilbert. And we're exploring what it means to live a life that is driven more strongly by curiosity than fear. If you'd like to purchase a copy of Big Magic or any book that we've ever mentioned on the show and support the podcast, you can go to our bookshop.org page at bookshop.org forward slash shop forward slash full heart free voice podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode three of season two of the Full Heart Free Voice podcast. We are so excited that you're here with us as we continue our deep study of this season's book, Big Magic. And today we will be finishing section one called Courage, and we'll be discussing the essays Fear is Boring, The Fear You Need and the Fear You Don't Need, The Road Trip, and Why It's Worth It. So as you all know, that this season's theme is all about exploring what it means to live a life driven more strongly by curiosity than fear. We'll be kicking off our episode as we always do with our curiosity corner, where in 30 seconds in a lightning round style, Emma and I will share what we have currently been feeling curious about. 
And of course, we would love to hear what you have been curious about too. So if you would share with us on Instagram, you can find us at fullheart underscore free voice underscore podcast, message us, tag us, use the hashtag curiosity corner. We find it super interesting and inspiring to hear what has been sparking your curiosity lately. So this week, I think Emma, you are up to go first. Starting my timer now. Okay, so this month, what I have been doing is reading festive novels. I love to read like a cozy romance or a sweet book during the holiday season. It makes me feel really fun and playful. And I discovered a new author. Her name is Jessica Redland, or at least she's new to me. And I'm reading three of her festive books. But what's really interesting about them is that they have some serious dark themes. Like they're really nice and sweet and everything, but also the characters have really dark background stories. And I'm curious about why I like that. Okay. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I'm curious about it. It's like we could do a whole, co- whole coaching on that. It'd be so fun. I know. It's so interesting. It's like such a cozy, these cozy, sweet books called like Starry Skies Over the Chocolate Pot Cafe. So you don't think you're entering a land of darkness and then you're like, whoa, these characters have some intense backstories, which I normally don't like, but I think because the main plot is at a chocolate cafe. Ah, which is very up your alley for sure. Yes. But is a funny kind of bait and switch, like come into this chocolate factory and then I'm going to talk about deep, intense stuff. Yeah. She's talking about her memories and you're like, whoa, totally unexpected stuff, but also really interesting. She does these like interesting character transformations around their their backgrounds basically so i like it awesome Very interesting yeah so fun what about you what are you curious about <sighs> okay i'm gonna center myself for a moment mm-hmm. <laughs> and i'm gonna hit go okay so i have been really interested in making polymer earrings out of clay or polymer clay earrings and it's so fun because really it's only limited to your imagination and it's been they're just like really fun and festive the other thing that i've been loving is watching docu series abstract on netflix all about the creative process where it features different artists and um, creators from architects and free play toy designers and cartoonists and i'm endlessly fascinated by the ways that their brains work how they solve problems where they find inspiration and weave into their craft <laughs> yay <laughs> it's seriously so good i love it. if you want to if you want to get super inspired by people who think in such interesting ways and how they just find inspiration in like the coolest places, like I always mm-hmm. feel so lit up by every single episode. So highly, highly Ooh, recommend. What's it called again? Abstract. Abstract on Netflix? Yep. Cool. Okay. I'll check it out. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And I just wanted to mention too, so – I've been realizing that so many of the things that we have been talking about in Curiosity Corner, we probably have maybe some ways that we can show you what we've been doing. And so go over mm. to, to Instagram. We'll be sharing um, if there's something that has an easy photo to kind of show what we've been doing and working on. I think it'd be really fun for, you know, to show you guys. So you actually have like a visual picture of what we've been up to. All right. So let's dive into our book study Emma, it's your turn to give us a recap on uh, our featured essays. 
That's right. So there were four essays today, but they were all kind of short, shorter than the other ones. Um, so the first one is called Fear is Boring. And in this essay, Elizabeth Gilbert tells us about why and how she stopped playing the role of Pitiful Pearl, which we talked about in the last episode when she was scared her whole life, you know, scared to do anything. And she says what she realized when she was a teenager was that her fear was boring. Um, and that was because she felt like it was just the same thing all the time, right? She was scared of the unknown. Her fear would tell her to stop. And then she would make decisions to not do really interesting things in her life. And so she realized that her fear was just really boring. And one thing I thought that was really interesting in this essay was that she talks about like not wanting to make her whole identity around the most mundane thing about her, right? That there are these really interesting and original things about her, like her personality, her dreams, her desires to create. But that fear is really unoriginal and literally like kind of scientifically unoriginal because we're all born with this evolutionary fear of the unknown. Um, and so everybody has it, right? This isn't like a unique interesting thing. It's something everyone has. And so she didn't want to build her whole identity anymore around that. So in the next essay, she kind of clarifies what she means by fear. Um, this one is called the fear you need and the fear you don't need. And so she says in this essay that the fear you need is the fear of things that are truly dangerous in your life, right? Things that would lead you into true danger. We learned about that so much in Woman Who Are With the Wolves, right? That, that it is a good thing to be afraid of truly dangerous things because it helps us stay alive, right? But what she puts forth in this essay is that the fear you don't need is the fear of creativity and creative expression. And she doesn't really go deep into clarifying that. She's just like, you don't need to be afraid of creativity. <laughs> That's like, period. And then um, she does say that even though we don't need it, it's just always going to be here with us anyway, because creativity leads us into the unknown. And so that evolutionary fear of the unknown is always going to be activated when we want to create, but we don't actually need the fear. And so what do we do? How do we deal with this really interesting paradox about creativity and fear? And in the next essay, The Road Trip, she tells us about that. <laughs> How do we deal with that? And she says she deals with it by essentially making a deal that if she wants creativity in her life, that she has to make space for her fear too, because they just always coexist together. And what she has found is that trying to kill off her fear or going to war against it makes the fear even worse. And so the less she fights her fear, the less it fights back. And she gives us this fun letter that she writes to her fear in this essay, um, where she says that every time she starts a new project, she writes to her fear and she says, hey, like, I'm going to start a creative project. I know you're about to go into panic mode fear. Like, I know it because that's what you do. That's your job. We're going into the unknown. So you're welcome here on this road trip. But the deal is that you can't be in the driver's seat. You can't even be in the passenger seat. You can't touch the radio. You can't make the decisions. You can have a voice, she says, and you can feel afraid 
but you're just here for the ride because she says that she and creativity are the decision makers. They're the ones who are going to be really like leading this road trip. So she says that she makes a ton of space for fear to exist in the space of creativity and adventure and projects with her, but she doesn't let fear make the decisions. And in the next essay, Why It's Worth It, she says it's not always comfortable or easy to travel with fear, but it's worth it because that is what makes it possible for us all to do and make interesting things while we're alive. So if we want to do interesting things, we need to accept fear is along for the ride, but we're not letting fear make the decisions. Okay, so Caitlin, this is a very nuanced um, series of essays with, I think, some paradoxes going on as well. So I'm curious, like, what stood out for you the most from this reading? Well, what was cool, and I'm sure this will probably continue to happen, is that this felt like the perfect follow-up really from the last episode and you coaching me about being afraid of being afraid <laughs> and all of that. And <laughs> what the big takeaway take was for me was that was really that you don't need to be fearless to live a creative life. And I think it was like, oh, I kind of like had a little bit of relief there. And really that fear is this natural part of the creative process. And it's like, you know, two sides of the same coin. And, you know, using her road trip analogy, it's like fear is going to come along for the ride, whether you actually intentionally give it a seat or if it like stows away in your trunk. Or I kind of had this little visual of like my my fear on a skateboard, like holding onto the bumper, like it's like coming along, like no matter what, you know, like just out of sight. But the key really is to just not give your fear that power. And, and when you give it the space, it really kind of relaxes a bit. And I've actually really found this to be true for myself. And I wanted to share actually a little bit of a story um, that popped into my mind as I was reading this, this section um, of when, you know, I really stopped fighting my fear. And it was actually when I was 15 years old and I had just gotten into the car to go to the hospital on my way to get my spinal fusion for scoliosis. And I remember the weeks leading up to that day, I was obsessed with my, you know, surgery. I was so afraid of what was going to happen. I just couldn't stop thinking about all the things that, you know, I, I was afraid that I'd never be able to do again. I was afraid of that, you know, it could get paralyzed, like all this stuff just really going through my mind. And it was really all the unknowns. And I was completely miserable. I was super freaked out. And I was making myself just like totally sick to my stomach every single day. But as I climbed into the car um, and, you know, strapped my seatbelt on and I was going to the hospital, I had this, this sensation and this image actually pop into my mind as if I had just gotten onto a roller coaster car and that, you know, the, the car was sort of like ticking up that like click, 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 <laughs> you know, up that first climb before the drop. And I just had this realization, like, I'm on this ride, I'm strapped in, I'm not getting off of it. And so I told myself, like, I might as well not be afraid. And, and it's not that my fear totally vanished, but I just remember feeling this sense of calm and like peacefulness of sort of just like accepting that, like, okay, we're doing this thing. And it was, it was huge. And that, and that moment and that memory has really stuck with me. But what I didn't realize until today is how similarly that is to the fear that I feel around my creative projects. 
And, Mm -hmm. you know, granted, like, that is sort of like I having this fear of like my physical, you know, safety and well-being and all of that. But it's really not that different. And I think it's like, you know, really to her point that this is like this evolutionary fear to protect us. Um, you know, it's like it, it, we, we that same thing comes up when we're trying to protect ourselves emotionally. And so I was just thinking like, wow, I, I love that I can remember this this moment and bring it into my, you know, creative projects now. I love that too. And it makes me kind of understand more about her saying how fear has no variety. It's like you're going in for surgery or you're making new Instagram videos. Right. Like the fear is. <laughs> right. Like the thing you're doing is interesting. The things you're doing has have variety, but the fear response sounds the same. That's interesting. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. I just was like, wow, that's, that is really interesting to like make this connection. So I appreciated these, these essays for that reason. So I'm super excited because I get to coach you this week um, on what was, you know, what came up for you as you were reading. So I'd love to hear if there was any aspect of these essays, any concepts that you just need a little bit of help processing or maybe brought some stuff up in you that just maybe feels a little muddled or tangled that we can try to sift through. Sure. Actually, I think the story you just told will probably help a little bit with this. Um, So what I found was that as I was reading the essay on fear is boring, you know, she's like, kind of arguing that fear is boring and here is why, right? And I was like, I'm still not convinced. I feel that my fear is very interesting. (laughs) I'm not there yet with thinking my fear is boring. But I I have this feeling that, oh, wouldn't it be nice to have that realization? Like I'm not, I haven't had that kind of transformation before um, about thinking my fear is boring. And especially like when she says in that essay, you don't get any special credit is what I'm saying for knowing how to be afraid of the unknown. (laughs) I'm like, why not? It seems really interesting to me. It's such a like when it comes up to me, it's like really, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Other than that, I would love to explore this idea because I still think my fear is really interesting. (laughs) Could you give us like a specific example? of a fear that's come up for you that you're just like, this is fascinating. <laughs> this is fascinating about me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I actually just wrote about this on my blog for writers um, about like, you know, does the fear of embarrassment stop you from writing? And that's something I remember a couple of years ago, finally realizing that what scares me the most about writing online and, and putting out offers and products and selling things is the fear of being embarrassed because no one's going to buy it. And I remember being like blown away by that realization that that was what was coming up for me. Mm-hmm. And I still think it's pretty like interesting, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so expand on that. What, what part about it feels interesting to you? I think because it's so rooted in 
my childhood stuff. So it like makes me kind of, I think, connect the dots between like playing on the playground when I was a kid and being bullied and embarrassed and teased and like, you know, putting myself out there. Let's say I wore like a cool outfit that I saw thought was super cool one day to school as a kid in the eighties. And, you know, everyone teasing me about my outfit, even though I thought it was super, super cool. And so I think like, oh, isn't that interesting? That's still what I'm scared of. I'm still scared of wearing cool clothes that I think are awesome and everyone thinking they're dorky. Mm. (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like, I think it's, I think what's interesting, maybe this is a different kind of fear than what she's talking about. I don't know. Because what I think is interesting is like tying the dots between like, it's kind of fascinating that there's no variety. It's kind of fascinating that it's the same thing coming up over and over again. Right. And so what I, what I feel like I'm hearing you say, and tell me where I'm wrong, is that what you're fascinated by is not necessarily the fear itself, but maybe how and why it shows up in your life and the stories and the history that, that kind of brought you to this moment of, you know, kind of connecting that dot of like, okay, this is how our childhoods can impact us, you know, when we're trying to do things as adults and understanding that and, and making sense of it and teaching about that so that you can help maybe other people make those connections for themselves and maybe find their way to a breakthrough? Yes, that is very, very interesting. But so as you're saying that, it would be uninteresting to me if I always let fear take the lead. If I always like allowed the fear of embarrassment to stop me from doing the interesting thing, that would be really boring and annoying and frustrating. Right. So it's the outcome. It's like the fear's there, but it's the outcome. If the outcome is you doing nothing, that's boring. But what's interesting to you are the ways that you've worked through that and the way that you help other people work through that. You know, just because it's there doesn't, you know, doesn't stop them or how to help it not stop them. That part's interesting. Yeah, exactly. So I guess like when she talks about you don't, you know, you don't get any special credit for having the fear of the unknown. It's like, I can, I don't know. I think it punctures my ego a little bit. It's like, I want special credit for being scared of being embarrassed, even though almost everyone is scared of being embarrassed. <laughs> they <laughs> offer something online. <laughs> I want, like, I don't know. There's, there's like, I think there is also something else about, I think my ego is a little like squirmy as well on top of everything we just talked about. Sure. So, and I think this is just a valid question because I think this is probably going to continue coming up is like, do you, is there part of you that just fundamentally disagrees with the point that she's making or is it something mm. else? I'm not sure. I'm really unsure with this one. Um, Cause I, I can see the point of what she's saying. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. That's my, I guess my, that's my answer is I actually don't know. And I think that that can be okay, right? <laughs> that's like part of the <laughs> the process sometimes we don't know. And, but let's stay with this a little bit longer and see if there's a, a sense of clarity that can come through for you one way or the mm-hmm. other. Okay. 
So the fear, fear to you, your fear, your own fear is interesting to you. Mm -hmm. But you're seeing that there is this point that fear can be boring if it keeps you, if you, if you only allowed fear to take the lead in your life. Yeah. If it landed me in like, like she's saying, a life of no variety, I would be really bored by that. Like I really enjoy variety and exploration and doing lots of different things. And it's so weird. I think for me, oh, oh, here's an interesting thing coming up. That when she talks about like the special credit thing, like you don't get special credit for being scared of the unknown. I think it punctures a little bit of my interest in my childhood stuff, right? Like the stuff that I'm like, but isn't it interesting how I came to that fear? Isn't it like, Mm. I don't know. Sorry, I don't know if I'm being a great coach client. No, no, there's <laughs> not knowing. There's no bad coaching clients. <laughs> I think um, okay. what what I'm feeling come up is that maybe where there's the resistance is that you're equating your fear kind of with your story and with your history. <gasps> that's it. And so, oh my god, that's it. Yeah. So there's yeah. some tension. So if you're kind of saying, well, oh, she's saying that like my story is boring because that's like how my fear came to be in my life. Like, I'm wondering if that's, if that's what you're maybe the meaning that you were unconsciously maybe taking from this. Yes. Yeah. I think that's it. I've intertwined my story, my life history with fear, which makes sense because I was so scared and everything. Um, But yeah, I think that's right. I think when she says you don't get special credit for being scared of the unknown, it makes me feel like, well, I don't get special credit, period, Mm. for anything ever. Okay. (laughs) So kind of like globalizing that. What's your truth around that? I think it's that like we're all scared of the unknown. And to me, that feels like I'm in just damn good company. Mm. Like that makes me feel relieved and good. Think like, oh, we're all scared of this. How beautiful. How wonderful. Like it makes my heart feel like more emboldened to do stuff, not because who cares about my fear, like it's boring, but more like, oh, we're all doing this interesting thing of being scared of the unknown. And it helps me to like move forward with my creativity. But I think my feeling around it is a little different. Mm Mm-hmm. And do you find it, do you find it personally empowering to look at your life stories to better understand your fear? Does that help you move through it? Yeah, it does. Because I, connecting dots like that helps me because it's like, oh, okay. Like realizations always help me to move forward. Like I tend to not get stuck in them. Like I used to have a therapist who was really good and really helped me learn how to not get stuck in my story. Like she often only wanted to talk about the past if it related to what was happening right then. So she, you know, if I wanted to like go into like, oh, this happened and this happened and this happened, she'd say, okay, and how is that impacting you today? And it was such good training for that because 
I was like, that's really fascinating. That is actually impacting me today. And this is how. So she always grounded things in the present moment. And I think those kinds of explorations are really useful. Like not when I get kind of stuck and dragged back down by my story, but instead when I can say, well, how did that impact me today? And often when I can realize it is impacting me, that's interesting. That can help relieve, like naming things can help relieve the pressure for me. So um, the next piece I'm, I'm just a little bit curious about. So when you name your fear, then, and you make that connection, what do you do with it after that? I think, I think I, I think I do what Liz Gilbert does. I think I make space for it. Like, I think then like the next time I'm writing something and I'm scared of being embarrassed or launching a new product and I'm scared of being embarrassed, I'm more apt to notice it and be like, oh, that's happening. And just like, I let myself be scared of that. And then I comfort myself and then continue to move forward if it's really something I want to do. I love that. Yeah. Any other thoughts on this? I don't know. I think like, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't feel like we've come to a super clean conclusion, but I do feel like I get what she's saying, but I think I just land somewhere a little bit different, which is that like, I can see how it could be boring and unvaried life to live only with fear in the lead. And also when you start having like realizations of your fear and you start moving in like the world of personal development and personal growth and you start doing other things, I think like now I think it's interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And just knowing you talking about the fear that comes up with the creative process is so central to the work that you do. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And that is interesting. And that and that is interesting and helping people identify it so they can move through it is inherently fascinating. That's right. It's just the life that is controlled by fear and nothing and you know somebody never did the interesting things never pursue the things that they want, you're maybe, it sounds like you are kind of like, yeah, I guess I, I could, I could imagine if somebody were living a life or I was living a life completely driven by fear that, yeah, nothing would really happen. Right. Mm-hmm. You'd right. Lock yourself in like a soft padded room and be like, <laughs> try not to, you know, get hurt or let anything mm-hmm. bad happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But then breaking free from a life of that, that's interesting. And seeing your fear and name like the bluebeard story you're like going down into the dungeon and seeing like uh oh (laughs) like bluebeard has been controlling me this whole time like that's such a fascinating journey so maybe that's it there's like it's partly just where I am in my life right now and it's also partly like my soul's calling and my soul's work to help people with their fear so there's I feel about it just in a different way yeah Absolutely. Yes. And I'm glad that you're doing this work because I think it's obviously very universal experience to have this come up. Yeah, that's true. So with the conversation that we've had, I know it's not perfectly clean and sometimes it just isn't, you know, with Mm -hmm. with things in, in life as we're processing them. But I'm curious, like with what we've talked about today, how do you feel like it might support you in the work that you continue to do with your creative projects. 
Yeah. You know, I think like it's just the kind of like a high five, like good reminder that, um, you know, like making room for my fear, noticing it is the way to go. I also think um, it's good for me, you know, when I work with my clients to remember like the lives I'm trying to help them live, right? That I'm trying to help them live like really, really creative, interesting lives where they get to do and make interesting things. And so it does like this whole conversation does help me remember and see the two options here, like the option to only be led by your fear when it comes to your creativity or the option to like go on the road trip with creativity and making space for your fear. Like, it's just nice to remember that, like that there are other options. Mm. Beautiful. All right. So moving on to our next segment where we share a little bit about what we are up to right now. You know, we do so many different things um, and we just love to invite you along and just share what we're up to in case you want to uh, check it out. So Emma, what do you have going on that you'd like to share with us this month? Yeah. So um, as always, I'm doing the Courageous Blogger Society, which is my membership for folks who want to write online, but who are really, really scared to share their voices with the world. And once this episode is published, uh, the following week is going to be our full moon workshop. So I always do workshops on the new moons and full moons with this membership. And the idea is that like self-expression is about taking what's inside of you and bringing it out into the world. And so we work in this tidal flow where on the new moons, we look inward to see, well, what is inside of us? And on the full moons, we try to clear the blocks to bringing that out into the world. And if you're interested in joining us, you can become a member of um, the Courageous Blogger Society. And on the full moon workshop, what we do is everyone actually brings a piece of writing that they're working on. Like it could be a blog, it could be a website, it could be a social media post, or even like a letter you write to somebody. But the idea is that the end game for that piece of writing is for somebody else to read it. And what we do is as we write, we use it as a meditation practice and notice like what thoughts come up for us. So we do about 20 minutes where we all work on our own writing projects and take note of the fear and the limiting beliefs that come up for us as we're writing. And then at the end of that, we actually do coaching around what is coming up for people right then so that you can really clear the block to the thing that you're working on. So if you've like had a piece of writing that you just can't seem to get out the door and you wish you could and you don't know what's holding you back, become a member of Courageous Blogger Society. Join us for the full moon workshop on February 16th at 10 a.m. Pacific and get coached and find out like here's the thing that's holding you back and we can help you really clear your blocks to sharing your voice with the world. And we would love, love, love for you to join us. And if you want to sign up, you can find the link at veritaswriterssanctuary.com forward slash Courageous Bloggers Society. And the link for that is in the show notes. Okay. That's what I have going on <laughs> every month. We do that every month. So you can absolutely join anytime you're ready. Awesome. Well, this month, what I'd love to share with all of you is uh, recently I had this realization as I've been talking with 
clients and other multi-passionate creatives, how, um, how sometimes isolating it can be to be a multi-passionate creative, even though there are so many of us out in the world, we don't always necessarily recognize each other because sometimes it can be hard to talk about the nuances of what it means to be a multi-passionate person. And I was realizing that there's this really genuine need for multi-passionate creatives to connect with one another, to share experiences, to ask questions of one another. And so back in November, I started a free virtual gathering for multi-passionate creatives called The Hive. And it was such an amazing experience. And it was so wonderful to hear the, the takeaways that participants had and realizing all the strengths that they have and the, you know, how, how similar and yet different we all are, but seeing the things that we share. And so I have, uh, it's been requested that I continue to offer these. And so I am going to um, try this out on a monthly basis, offering a free virtual gathering for multi-passionate creatives. And so if you're interested and you'd like to be part of this, come join. This is such an amazing group of people. I, you will feel so supported and seen and validated and, and just feel like, wow, there's, this is such an amazing, um, you know, get to see yourself reflected, you know, back to yourself, um, in the, the, amazingness of other people. And so I really hope that you will join us um, in, let's see, by the time this is published, we might've already had one in January, but again, I'm going to try to do this monthly as long as people are still interested. If you'd like to join us, um, what I would encourage you to do is hop on my email list. So you can go to caitlinbossart.com and when you see the pop-up to download the Finally Start Your Passion Project workshop, you'll get that workshop and workbook, and then you'll also be on my email list, or you can just send me a direct message either on Instagram or send me an email. All the links will be in the show notes, um, and let me know that you want to know about when these are happening and all the info, and I'll make sure that you get the links to join us. So I hope to see you inside the hive. I'd love to see your face and, and hear your thoughts, um, hear your, answer your questions, and um, just welcome you into this amazing community. All right. And now it's time for us to share the quotes that we've picked to share with all of you. And Emma, I'll let you go first. Okay. So I'm going to actually read the last paragraph of the reading we studied today in the why it's worth it section where she says, and you have treasures hidden within you, extraordinary treasures. And so do I, and so does everyone around us. And bringing those treasures to light takes work and faith and focus and courage and hours of devotion. And the clock is ticking and the world is spinning. And sim we simply do not have time anymore to think so small. And I like this. I was looking at the date this was published. It was 2015. And I think, oh, my God, that was before everything, you know, before like, uh, number 45 presidency before the pandemic and already you know there was that feeling that okay the world's spinning we don't have any time anymore to think so small and I think like after the pandemic after like um the Black Lives Matter movement after all of everything like all the revolutions that have been happening and everything I think this just feels extra poignant to me right now that, yeah, like we simply do not have time anymore to think so small. 
Absolutely. I agree. And that was the quote I was also going to share. So I'm going to pick another one. <laughs> you want to do that one and share like why, why it stood out for you? Now I'm curious. Well, I think it kind of back to my story, it was this feeling of, you know, like we're on this ride. And mm. I think to all the points that you said, like there's mm-hmm. so much stuff that's happened. Like we are on this ride. We're not slowing down time. So let's like do this thing. You know, like when you talk about fear, like this is a fear that's kind of motivating for me instead of holds me back. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, I don't want to be like on my deathbed thinking like, wow, I didn't do any of the things I wanted to do. (laughs) Like there's always going to be those things that maybe, you know, don't work out, but it's like, I, that's motivating for me to be like, yeah, I don't want to feel that way. (laughs) And so like, let's do this. Let's do this thing. Yeah. I love it. And I'll just share this one last one because I think it's just this, a good reminder to leave us with. Your fear will always be triggered by your creativity because creativity asks you to enter into realms of uncertain outcome and fear hates uncertain outcome. Your fear programmed by evolution to be hypervigilant is insanely protective. And I think it's just that reminder, like our fear just is not, just doesn't like the unknown. And I think to your point, it's kind of like the unknown is almost the reason (laughs) to like do the things that we want to do because we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what might, what might pop up. We don't know if there's going to be a pandemic or, or, or what's going to happen. And so it's like, kind of like seize the day Mm -hmm. (laughs) a little bit. It's like, that's like the little rallying cry. I think for all of us, um, creative beings out there to do the things that we want to do. As we started doing in the last episode is offering you with a permission slip as we close out this episode. And my permission slip for you is to compassionately and lovingly put your fear in its place. Tell it to keep its sticky little fingers off the steering wheel, off the GPS, off the radio. And as a little added action, I would actually love for you to make up your own welcoming speech for fear and practice it. And if you want to share with us, definitely we would love to hear it. Tag us in all the places. You know all the places are in the show notes. Um, and I thought it'd be kind of fun. As I was writing my permission slip, I actually thought of my own uh, little welcoming speech for my fear. So I thought I'd share it with you as a little inspiration. So mine would be, Wow, fear, like you have been working so, so hard. You must be absolutely exhausted. So you know what? Um, I know you like to hang out close, so we're just going to keep, you know, let you keep an eye on things, but I've made you this little cozy spot in the corner over there with like the softest blankets, all the pillows, books that only have very predictable and very nice endings, and also, you know, a set of headphones and a blindfold if you get scared. So like, don't worry about it. Uh, You know, creativity and I will be like right here, and we've got everything handled. So you just like go ahead and rest up. <laughs> so that's my little speech that I'm going to start practicing uh, for my fear when I'm getting into my creative projects. That's awesome. I love that. <laughs> Do you want to take a stab at one? Oh, gosh. What would I say? I think I would. I know how I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> I know. I hadn't even read about your permission slip, but I love it. So I think the cozy spot and the cozy books with predictable endings really works for me. 
<laughs> Maybe it could be like, you can watch the same TV show over and over and over again. Like you can watch Star Trek Voyager over and over and over again. That's okay for you. But also like we're going to do some interesting things. So yeah, I love the idea of like, how can I make my fear super cozy and safe while I go do interesting things? You know, I think one thing, like it reminds me of like when I play with my nephews and one of my nephews, especially like just needs a lot of communication. He's like fine if you just tell him exactly what's going to happen. Right. And it's Mm. like when he doesn't know, that's when things get kind of wonky (laughs) worked up. Um, But if I'm like, oh, the plan changed and we're going to make a new plan and this is what's going to happen. And it makes me think that like that's what my fear likes. It just likes to be told what's happening. Like, here's what we're doing. And if he if my fear knows, then it's kind of calms down. I love that it really really resonates because it's like for me whenever there's huge gaps in like the plan I'm kind of like ooh, I'm gonna (laughs) fill it in with all the scary stuff (laughs) instead of like landing on like what actually is going to happen you know (laughs) I love that that really resonates so I think I'd say like here's what's gonna happen I'm going to write a blog post and we're going to hit publish online and I'm gonna send it as a newsletter going to post it on Instagram. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like these things yep. are now yep. happening. It's okay. Yes. Yeah. Yep. It's happening and it's okay. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, that is today's episode. Thank you so much for being here. And a couple of quick reminders. We would love for you to check out our Patreon page and all the ways that you can support the podcast, get some really fun and cool rewards, some bonus audio, some creativity play sheets, like all sorts of really cool, fun things. So go check it out uh, and join the conversation. Connect with us on Instagram at fullheart underscore free voice underscore podcast. Use the hashtag fullheart free voice podcast. Connect with Emma and I on our personal pages. And of course, you know all about our bookshop.org link that will have any of the books that we've mentioned in today or any of our podcasts ever. If you'd like to support the podcast that way, if you love the podcast, it would mean the world to us if you would subscribe and leave us a review. It really, really makes a difference. Last but not least, go check out our merch shop with the new look. We have some new items and really fun uh, pieces out there. So if you need a gift or if you just want a little reminder um, of, you know, the podcast (laughs) sitting on your desk with your mug as you uh, start your creative process, we would love to, um, we'd love to be there (laughs) with our little logo in your space. So thank you all so much. And we will uh, connect with you on the next one. Thank you. Thanks everyone. This episode was produced by Emma Veritas and Caitlin Bossart. You can find out more about me, Emma, at my website, VeritasWritersSanctuary.com, where you can download your free workbook, Six Steps to Calm Your Fear and Write Your First Blog Post. And you can connect with me on my Instagram page, Books and Moss, at books underscore and underscore moss. 
And you can find out more about me, Caitlin, at my website, CaitlinBossHart.com, or you can download my free workshop and workbook called Finally Start Your Passion Projects. And I'd love to connect with you on Instagram. Come find me at Caitlin underscore BossHeart and say hello. If you love the podcast, it would mean the world to us if you'd subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcast player. To stay connected with us, join the conversation on Instagram at fullheart underscore free voice underscore podcast or join our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash fullheart free voice podcast. And remember, you can purchase any of the books we mentioned in today's podcast at our bookshop.org affiliate link. And you can find all these links in our show notes. A special thank you to the amazing artists whose music is featured in our podcast, Wally Ingram, Stevie Black, and Tom Freund. You've heard portions of tracks Shine a Light and Who Do You Love from the record Spa Day. And thanks to Caitlin Bosshart for creating our beautiful cover art. And thanks to Kirit Basu for all his audio and technical help. And a huge thank you to Emma Veritas for all of her editing magic. Last but not least, thank you to you, our listeners. Mm-hmm.